Hello and welcome to a special episode of Dammit Vin. Special for two reasons. It's our 50th episode as we close in on one year doing this. And also special because we have a... Um, I'm, gonna, I'm saying special so many times. A special guest to us today. Um, <laughs> so we'll kick off with the guest. Do you want to introduce yourself and tell us where we can find you? I'm a shading actress. I've, uh, I'm a professional wrestler here in the UK and I've been uh, in the British scene for 20 years now. Um, yeah, and if, you, if you're on Twitter, it's at Shading Actress. If, it's, if you're on Facebook, it's facebook.com forward slash Shading Actress. And I also have a YouTube channel, which is just Shading Actress. And I have uh, a YouTube series called Pro Wrestling his real life which uh, has some of my past matches on yeah thank you yeah I, was watch- I watched the latest one um, I need to get back into, into the swinger then yeah <laughs> the there's just so much stuff to watch <laughs> I know <laughs> Good time to be a wrestling fan. But yeah, so we, we'll be doing a little bit of a, a kind of second episode, really, of talking about the indies in a bit more depth. Uh, so we'll, we'll come on to that bit later on. So glad to have you on. Really appreciate you taking the time. Um, John, how's the uh, COVID going? Until today, I thought I was like totally cool. And then I woke up this morning utterly fatigued and it's kept that way all day. It's been, been good. Don't get COVID would be my advice. <laughs> <laughs> Sage advice. Yeah. You are a doctor. It's very good advice. Yeah, yeah. Not, not that, that kind of doctor. Kind of doctor. But... <laughs> One day I'll actually be able to be like, yep, that kind of doctor. But, but you're still here again. What a trooper. <laughs> exactly. Well, still on water then. Are you yeah, on the, uh... I'm drinking Stormtrooper beer. Drinking what? Stormtrooper beer. Oh, very nice. And I had no idea what it is, but a friend got it me. But you know, pretty nice. I appreciate the branded glass of it as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Joe. Hello. Master of the podcasts. Hello. Yeah, it's been a it's been an interesting week this week for me. I've had a lot of uh, personal family stuff going on, so wrestling and things has taken a bit of a backseat this week. But uh, I'm 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 still here, as yep. as I always will be. <laughs> you will. <laughs> like that potato that at the back of your cupboard that's been there for a long time. That's that's me. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, well, thanks, thanks for all joining us. Uh, as, as always, we'll have a show reviews. We'll talk about the indies, as we said, um, but we'll kick off with uh, John's news. John. 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 I know I say this every week, but I love that. <laughs> love that jingle. <laughs> Uh, we'll start with the sad news. Uh, so I read that Rumi Kazama passed away this week at the age of 55. Uh, she was a kickboxer in the early 1980s and joined pro wrestling in 86 with Japan Japan Women's Pro Wrestling. Uh, she's notable because it split off into two groups, one of which was the LLPW, and Kazama made history as a female president of a pro wrestling company as well as an active roster member. She won title twice, retired in 2003, and became a singer and actress. And commiserations to... Yeah. So... The thing we kind of have to talk about, <laughs> as much as I uh, don't want to, <laughs> was the uh, fallout from the plane ride from hell episode of Dark Side of the Ring. Yes. Have we watched? Yep. Uh, yeah. Fun, wasn't it? Did not enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> like, I knew, I knew about it. I think everyone sort of knew about it, but them to uh, like Tommy Dreamer to go ah, it was in the past what are you going to do about it and I'm like it wasn't that long ago well they've talked about it before but it's been very much like a fun aren't they funny boys we'll make, boys we'll, we'll make a cartoon about it type thing anyway I think we're, we're going to uh, 
pardon me, my our COVID's hitting me hard. Um, start from the start. May 2002, a number of WWE wrestlers and officials flew from the UK back to America in a private plane following the end of a European tour, which ended with insurrection in 2002. The flight was delayed due to bad weather. They drank a couple of liquor cabinets dry before they even took off. And there were reports that people were drugging each other as a joke. And it only gets worse from there. Wacky bants, eh? Yeah, boys will be boys. <laughs> We had Brock Lesnar and Kurt Henning having a mid-fight wrestling match, and which only stopped when they slammed against the emergency exit door. Yeah, I mean, I can sort of see that because they were both sort of well, knobheads in it. Like you know, <laughs> it is that sort of thing of like I think I think that was just oh yeah, boyish hijinks that got out of hand. I I'm, can see that. I'm going from a least to oh to okay, I'll start with the right <laughs> all right, all right, ramping up. Yeah. Right. Uh, Dustin Rose decided it was a perfect time to serenade his ex-wife on the tannoy. And, and some which... other things, allegedly, as well. Mm. Yep. Mm. Uh, the worst bit, I think Rick Flair's wandering around the cabin in only his robe, goes to the flight attendant Heidi Doyle to ask for a Coke, corners her in the galley, and allegedly tells her to touch his penis. And she refuses, but he won't stop. Uh, apparently, Dustin Rhodes was the one that intervened here. Yes, this is this is uh, Ric Flair at about 60 at this point as well. I don't know. Well, I've no idea how old he is. It, it's gross anyway. Yeah, well, it's gross regardless of age, but yes. Apparently, he was helicoptering it around as well. Yeah. Which is yeah. fun when you do it when you get out of the shower and chase your missus around the house, like, but <laughs> yeah, not... Not random strangers on a plane, no. Oh, that's an image I didn't need. Cool. RBD <laughs> said it, didn't he? Like, don't meet your hero. Yeah, he yeah, did, yeah. You don't need to see your hero doing that. RBD was one of the people that came out of this quite... I've always like, liked... Well, yeah. I guess, grounded. Yeah. Uh, same flight attendant, Heidi, uh, later went to offer Scott Hall breakfast and he allegedly grabbed her and told her all the things she wants to do to her. He apparently has no memory of this, but he was so out of it that he had to be wheelchaired through. He passed out. He, he apparently out. like mid mid threatening her. I guess it is. Mm. Uh, yeah, he just sort of passed out, and she went okay and walked off. Yeah, yeah. It's it's pretty terrible. Um, she reported this to her employers, but is told that the privacy of their clients must be respected. Um, and she later took WWE to court over this. Uh, additionally, Terry Runnels was told don't sell it after Black Lesnar exposed himself to her during the tour. I mean, so she also said, I don't have the exact quote because I didn't want to rewatch the whole thing again because it's horrible. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But uh, she said, something like, if I went to court every time something like that happened to me, I'd be in court my entire adult life. Which, which... is just I, 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 like, <laughs> yeah, it blows my mind that why would you want to be in that industry then? I mean, it's obviously something that you love, but to have to put up with that constantly must just wear you down so much. Mm-hmm. No, exactly. I, you get the real impression of how what the culture was like at, at the time. Yeah. Um, there's very few repercussions. Fire was completely unpunished because I think Rick JR said he's Rick Fire. Um, Scott Hall was the least after soon after. Uh, a couple of days a after, couple. I believe. Away, but, yeah. yeah. He was struggling with his alcohol addiction and, and, and drug. And I think Kurt Henning was let go pretty short after this as well. Yeah, I think that's right. But I think that, again, I don't think that had anything to do with this. I think that was just because, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's Vince and 
isn't it? Exactly. Uh, so Flair has made a few statements denying it and seems to be digging himself a very big hole. I don't think we'll be seeing him in AEW anytime soon. No. Tommy Dream has been suspended because he made some... He didn't even do anything on the fly, as far as you can tell, but like his comments were just horrendous. Yes. Uh, and it, it, it comes just after he did all that nice work with that crying CM Punk fan. Yeah. And everyone was like, what a lovely guy he is. And then everyone's like, oh, no, he's a bit he's a bit sketchy, isn't he? <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> yeah, he said something like, if that's how she felt, maybe she just not taken the payout and went to the full extent of the law to eventually put his heinous person in jail, my opinion. Yeah, I mean, like, blame uh, the victim, Tommy. That's what you should do. Blame the victim. Absolutely, yeah. Go against the multi-million pound corporation of all the lawyers who would drag so you and your family shit, through, through the mud. Yeah, that seems reasonable. But she also said her husband won't is to do it. Yeah. She's another. Oh, yeah. <laughs> another story. So. Yeah. Uh, he compared it to people being offended about his double ponytail. And, but, you know, it was a, it was such a joke. Yeah. There's, there's, there's jokes. And then there's jokes, isn't there? Like, uh, like I don't find Mrs. Brown's boys funny, but I know people that do. That's that's the difference between a joke and a joke. Not waggling your tadge around and getting a lady to touch it against the will. That's not a joke, is it? That's assault. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly that. Fucking uh, yeah, yeah. Um, uh... Such a good year we've had of wrestling. This has put a really big. The bad thing is, it all these stories, it all just got down to well, it's wrestling. Yeah, and you know what I mean. Like, uh, 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 there's a, there's a couple of uh, ex wrestlers in jail over here in the UK, and like, yes, we 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 like we used to kind of not not knowing full details between like because I came into the business with my brothers, we'd kind of make comments to each other about joking that that's what was happening, and it turned out yeah, it was. <laughs> it's like, oh. oh. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm not surprised, but yeah, that's what happened. <laughs> oh jeez. Yeah. Um I've seen a few more sort of stories come out on forums and stuff, but I'm not gonna report them here because I don't have enough like yes. you know. let's not get sued. <laughs> <laughs> Can we afford a lawyer, Joe? <laughs> I'll do that as well as everything else. Yeah. <laughs> Have I said allegedly enough? I've watched I've watched Quincy a couple of times. It can't be that hard. Yeah, okay. <laughs> that sounds good. Uh, anyway, I think we'll move on from that now. Uh, MVP is out indefinite, indefinitely with a broken rib during the oh. RKO on September 13th episode of Raw. Traditionally, what, ha- what yeah. happens is if, if well, Orton takes someone out, they turn up in AEW in a few weeks. So That's normally what happens, actually. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens That's there. A shame, like, I know Raw's yeah. been rubbish, but MV- MVP's been superb. The MVP of it, yeah. Oh, he has, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, NXT. <laughs> we were worried about how much Vince was going to be involved in NXT 2.0. It seems like the first episode, anyway, was Shawn Michaels running the show. Uh, and Vince or Bruce weren't backstage, but Vince reviewed the script and he was involved in the creative. And Triple H wasn't backstage because he's still recuperating from, from the uh, cardiac operation. He did tweet out this week, though, thanking everyone for their well wishes and stuff and says that he's, he's, yeah, he's, okay. he's back okay. on the mentor. So that was nice. That's good. You know. Yeah. Um, no, go ahead. No, we'll get to when we get to NXT, but I was just like, I preferred last week's to this week's. This week's felt very much like, here's a load of new stuff. Oh, and we're getting a chat show. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know if it's got anything to do with it, but... Oh, that's, Vince, that whiffs of Vince. Yeah, Vince is encouraging a ed- NXT towards edgier content, apparently. <laughs> Includes altered in-ring styles towards more aggression, harsher language, and another point, which is not verified, was more leniency for female character attire. No. 
uh, USA Network are apparently in support of these. Of course they are, because they've got <laughs> they've got them for another eight months or something, haven't they? So uh, probably longer. They, they signed a new contract earlier this year. Yeah, before all these changes came into it play. Just so. it it stinks of poochie from The Simpsons, doesn't it? It's just like, <laughs> and when NXT's not on screen, everyone should be asking, "Where's okay. NXT?" Yeah, it's no. It was fine as it was. Why make it edgy? Are they going to have them all skateboarding about? Are they high fiving, sniffing poppers? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, very poochy. I like that. I yeah. do. Uh, Grand Metalik is apparently requested his release. Good. His contract is up in 2023, and because of a lack of opportunities and no cl- and no clear direction for his character, isn't he a 24 mm. seven job? I know. I have no idea. I've What's not that? seen him since NXT, like the start of the year with Lucha House Party. Yeah, last time I checked in on 205 Live, he was doing that. Oh, well, but... you must be the only person that watched 205 Live, to be honest. <laughs> I, think his, I think his last match that he had, it was uh, Lucha House Party losing to uh, Gaza, uh, Angel Gaza and uh, Better mm. Carrillo. Oh, so that's a while back then, yeah. Wow. And he's Again, super talented as well. So. He is, yeah. Get, get him out. Get him in, I don't know, Impact or I'd say AAA, what, but no. Which, which is the one that's got the... Um... The, the the X Championship. That's Impact. Impact. The Impact. Yeah, he'd do all right in that. Just get him. Just get him on screen. Get him some screen time. Definitely. I'd like to see more of him. Also, his, his intro music was ace as well. It was like a mariachi band chasing you down the street really fast. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> and now, finally, John, some good news. Yes, finally, finally, <laughs> bring the mood up. <laughs> ah, Christ. <laughs> Hey, it's written this way for a reason. We go down and then we go up. Again, this is your news, yeah. (laughs) AEW's entered into a relationship with the Owen Hart Foundation to honour Owen's legacy. We're getting an annual Owen Hart Cup tournament within AEW, and the winner will receive a cup known as the Owen. Getting Owen Hart merchandise, including action figures, clothes, collectible merch, and he will be in the upcoming AEW video game. Which is pretty cool. Oh, no, I didn't know that. Uh, no, I mean, I've, I only saw this just before I uh, came on. Uh, he's it's cool because the charity will be, will be um, earning more money. They help provide opportunities worldwide for hardworking people with limited resources but unlimited potential, according to their boys. Which is cool and it's very good it's news a, and it, happy. It's it's the bizarrest thing that uh, what was it I saw on Twitter? Was that, um, this year Tony Khan has got CM Punk out of retirement and got Owen Hart recognised. It's amazing, isn't it? What you you can do if you're not a knobhead. <laughs> <laughs> and again, I'm not saying he's perfect, but come on, this is a nice thing, isn't it? Like it's yeah. about time he finally got some recognition. For... Definitely, it's. Yeah. And did he, you grow never... up, Joe? And I, was, that, was that like when you were watching it when he was? Yes, I remember. I very much remember Owen Hart and the Hart brothers and then the, the Blue Blazer and stuff. I didn't see the the, the, the incident because we didn't have we didn't we couldn't afford pay per views back then. But yeah, uh, it was it was shared tapes in the playground, weren't it? You know. No. Um, but yeah, it <laughs> yeah. was it was a it was a it was a terrible shame. And although I don't like the idea of the trophy being called the Owen, it's just it's not a cool name for a trophy, is it? <laughs> No, no, but, but, but it's, it's good. Cool. And hopefully, I don't know whether this is true or whether it's just something I made up, but they're going to do it like the G1. Oh, wow. Okay. That's going to be a lot like of the, the round robin sort of thing. Yeah. I think I may have dreamt that. That is yeah. a possibility because when I when I went to look it up, I couldn't find anything that substantiated it. So I may <laughs> have just imagined it. Now reporting from Joe's dreams. So I mean, a reliable source. <laughs> we'll find out. All the best stuff happens there. <laughs> That's where I can fly. <laughs> True. Like Dante. 
done to mine, yeah. Andrew Zarian has reported there will be a secondary women's championship on AEW. It'll be the TBS championship belt. So it's going to be your mid-card women's, isn't it? Yeah. Which is, I think, what they need, I think to so be honest. Because you've not got that many top dollar. Um, I mean, it's filling in now, again, because they've had a lot of injuries and stuff. But uh, yeah, it's going to be the Ty Conti inaugural belt, isn't it? Hope so. And if it's not, I riot on my own. <laughs> Just you. In my house, yeah. I'll, I'll just kick <laughs> some pillows off the couch. It'll be fine. Smashing up your own house. But no, it makes it, it makes all those sort of dark matches and stuff. There's a lot of women's matches on dark and elevation and stuff, but it, it, it gives them something to work towards now because you're never going to get like Abaddon and stuff in the main title chase, are you? But Ooh. a TV title, I'm, hey, mate, I'd love to see it, but <laughs> it ain't going to happen, is it? No. Um, but with a mid-card title, it's a possibility. They can work the way up. It's, it's You don't get a, a, a second women title uh, second women's match on Dynamite at the moment anyway no. so yeah that's true you, you're only creating a title just to give yourself a reason to put a second women's match on rather than just saying mm. hey we want these women on the show yeah <laughs> so it's well, there's, yeah. Point. There's, 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 there's talk of them of Rampage being more women oriented with some but that that seems to have gone by the by recently they seem to have gone a bit CM Punk crazy don't they and like <laughs> Push him out every week, like. Um, mm. But yeah. again, my, if they, my, this... my only thing with Rampage has been that when it before it started, Tony Khan kind of said like you wanted it to be different to Dynamite. It does kind of feel like an extension of Dynamite, and it, it literally is when you well, yeah, <laughs> if you go to the show and you then watch you watch <laughs> yes. it afterwards. Well, I understand yeah. that. It's the same as like um, Sunday Night Heat and stuff and all that. It was just stuff that was filmed after um, Raw and SmackDown, weren't it? But but yes, Sunday Night Heat on Channel Four. Yeah, we remember. Yeah, wow. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I'd like Rampage to be its own separate entity. And if this, oh, but it can't be, can it? Because isn't Dynamite going to TBS and Rampage? is staying on TNT. Oh, I did see something about that. I've got to update. Yeah, I think so that's true. Maybe think... they'll be pushing more of it on onto onto the, the the main the main program. I don't know. I'd like to see more AEW women wrestling, not on dark and elevation. Yeah, just like getting a bit of getting a bit of camera time. Definitely, I completely agree. You know, and Ty Conti or future second wife Julia Hart. <laughs> <laughs> Right, okay. I was furious this week on Dynamite. Oh, <laughs> how dare he? We'll get to that. We'll get to that. <laughs> this bit is uh, out of date, actually, I've written here, because Chris- Christopher Daniels teases the term. Not a tease, mate. No, I know. <laughs> <laughs> he turned up on impact last night. Good. So he's... Yeah, yeah. With his full fallen angel gear and stuff on. Yep. Uh, was it with his music as well? I can't remember. But yeah, um, But yeah, it's... Looks like he's going back to impact for a bit, do some stuff there. He's done everything that he needed to do in Dynamite, Annie. He? He's got people over. He's he had that horrific last match with the Young Bucks. <laughs> yeah, that although was a... although I did see that someone had put uh, Malachi Black's eye and his red eye together, and I was like, I'm into that. I'll have a piece <laughs> of that. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yes, please. Fallen Angel and like the have you, oh, all the weird stuff that um, Tommy N's been like tweeting and stuff about. You should call your finisher the Blackout, and he's like, no, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> Just because I've got black in my name, I could call it the black cat, couldn't I? Idiots. <laughs> I'm trying to help, but he's already got his mythos going, and he like, yeah, he doesn't need any uh, any help with that. He knows what he's doing. Yeah, I think so. 
Uh, Brian Danielson wrote an open letter in the Players' Tribune thanking WWE, Vince and all the fans, thanked everyone behind the scenes, said about Vince, I wish more people could see you how I see you. Hmm. And then about the fans, he said, thank you for cheering me enthusiastically into the main event at WrestleMania 30. And thank you for booing me vociferously against Kofi at WrestleMania 35. Uh, thank you for crying me with a force to retire. And thank you for celebrating with me when I was cleared to compete. Thank you for hijacking that show in Seattle the last time my dad ever got to see me wrestle. So he hopes the fans follow his journey in AEW, but understands if they don't, saying it up. They've already given him more than enough. Such a nice guy, isn't he? He's huge. He is. Yeah. He said Vince giving the best tug he's ever received or something, didn't he? No point burning bridges unnecessarily. No. I mean, I can't see him going back, but there's no point not getting invited to like the AGM and stuff, is there? You know. Oh, definitely. Well, he might go back when he's finished his tour as a backstage. Again, there's no reason that no reason he couldn't. But yeah, it's just yeah. so goddamn nice. He is. Although, apart from his weird thing about what apples being tree sperm or something, which freaked me out because I was like, "Yeah, that came in out a way it. they are." Yes, <laughs> he's not wrong. As a biologist, he's not wrong. But also, let's not think. think of it that way. I don't want to think of it that way. No, no. it's gross. That was really weird because it came out the same day as this. So I, yeah. I was like, "Is this a joke? <laughs> is this a, a dead cat on the table?" And also some nice stuff. About Vince, yeah. Yeah, very confusing. <laughs> also, he doesn't have the final countdown uh, theme because it was too expensive. They'd only let AW play it 20 times a year and for several hundred thousand dollars, which seems <laughs> ludicrous. I mean, I think um, they probably need the money. <laughs> uh, what, was, <laughs> what was he? Oh, I can't remember what the singer from Europe's called. Joey Tempest probably needs the cash. I think. I think what the 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 idea of them charging so much is because they hate the song. I don't that. Played, uh, so on, they don't want to on my my best of Europe CD it's on there three times so they can't hate it that much what like different versions of remixes or something the original version uh, a remix version and the Millennium Countdown version which is the same as the original version if I'm perfectly honest they've got other better songs they've got Cherokee and like yeah there's loads of other good Europe songs but yeah it's the one song that everyone knows them for (laughs) it's true uh, moving on, Ricky Stark says he's permanently replacing Mark Henry on Rampage commentary. Yeah, I'm weird. sad about that. I really like Mark Henry on commentary because he's just like so dry and confused by what's happening a lot of the time. <laughs> <laughs> but, I like yeah. the interviews he does before the main event. I think he's still doing those little, now let's go to the ring, those bits that he does. Because, yeah, I like them. But if he's just going doing elevation, it's no. No, Big Show does elevation. Big Show does elevation. And he doesn't, what's he doing then? Oh, yeah, sorry, can't say that. (laughs) Is he just going to be backstage then? That seems a waste because he's he's got a personality about him. Great. Unless he's moving up to, oh, he could go up to um, Dynamite if they're getting rid of JR. That is a possibility. That would be all right. Yeah, well, we'll see. I mean, yeah. I like I like my Henry. Yeah, me too. I've enjoyed him, especially. But I mean, I like the backstage stuff more, I guess. Yeah, so, well, it's like yeah. the J. We said that we like. I don't mind JR commenting, but um, he gets a bit confused now, doesn't he, about what's going on? But yeah, his but backstage, he's... his backstage interview bits and stuff. His sit down interviews are great. Just let him yeah. keep doing that. Yeah, I'd agree with that. And bring him out for like pay per view stuff. Make it feel special. Uh, putting yeah. him, putting him in, putting him on, on a bigger stage to mess up isn't probably the best idea. What <laughs> <laughs> just goes? Oh, it's JR, isn't it? Like, you just let it... I mean, Tony Khan's backstage going, right, he said Ruby Riot, he said Big <laughs> Show, right? Just cutting checks. Like, there we go, it's fine. Or does WWE? That was the best. He does say WWE, yeah. I mean, but uh, he's been... He's like the constant in everyone's wrestling, isn't he? Like, he's yeah. always been there. Yeah. 
it'll be weird when he's not he's doing gone. it anymore, to be honest. Yeah. They'll do that weird thing that I'd, they did I'd, to him. I'd personally be happy for him to be gone and not sour his name even more. No, oh, fair enough. I just, the I'm backstage just... interviews are, are what he should do because they can they can take them as many times as they want, can't they? Like the, the sit down <laughs> interviews and stuff. But also, when he dies, you know they're gonna do like a weird, uh, you know, like when oh, what's he called? The announcer died, and they had like the the microphone drop in, and it was all done by old recordings. They're gonna do that, aren't they? They're gonna have someone with a soundboard going, <laughs> get some, get some. Yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I can't crack me up. Uh, G1's kicked off in New Japan. Have you seen any of it? The first G1. I'm already behind. Uh, I've seen (laughs) bits of it here and there, but I, yeah, I just don't have time at the moment. No, that's fair. Uh, Akada versus Tanahashi is a very good match. Sonado and Tamatonga is great, but I just love Tamatonga constantly trolling people. Uh, Shingo versus Ishii is good. Ibushi had a shock loss to Takahashi. Naito got injured during his match with Zack Sabre Jr. It's his left knee and he's got no timetable to return, which mm-hmm. isn't a good sign. Uh, all his matches will be counted as a loss via forfeit, so all his opponents get two points. Today I got to watch uh, Shingo versus Zack Sabre Jr. Um, just before we came on and Zack won that, so he's beat the champion. He's beat uh, won all his matches so far. So that's interesting. See where that goes. Is he the one who did the great promo about Boris Johnson? Yes. <laughs> yes, he is. <laughs> Yes. He's also the one that, that Joe likes because he swears constantly in the Tokyo Dome. Yeah. <laughs> I like swearing. What can I say? <laughs> Joe rarely get to hear it unless it's it's shit on Dynamite, um, which, yeah, they've, uh, they've ruined yeah, that word crazy now. That recently, yeah. Yes, I know. <laughs> Well, it was um, Chuck Taylor, weren't it? He was like, I don't want to say shit on TNT anymore. Because <laughs> he, he's been pushing for ages to be the one to say, you get one in the second hour, apparently, every week. Uh, or you used to. I don't know whether they've changed the rules on it. And he was pushing for ages to be the one person to get to say it, and they never let him do it. And now they've let everyone do it. Yeah. Oh, that's not fair. Oh, sexy Chucky T. <laughs> Uh, more stuff about Bronson Reed. Um, he says he's in talks of major promotions. He can't say which, but he thinks what he does because he says, I do think what I do offer, I don't think AEW really has that. Impact has some bigger talent, but no one is really in that mold. I think I'd fit in Impact or AEW. Uh, he also says, uh, I'm a huge fan of it. I did wrestle in Japan. That's somewhere I'd like to work again. But granted, visa in immigration is sort of difficult at the moment. So, yeah, well, yeah. Japan's a bit, yeah, all scary at the moment, isn't it? It is, yeah. Goddamn COVID. Again, <laughs> I just want to see him back doing what he does, man. Yeah, yeah he's so good. Well, hopefully soon. <laughs> also, it feels really weird that they, uh, they got rid of Bonson Reed and they've replaced him with, oh, what's he called? I want to say not Calamity fine. Jones, but that's not his name. Odyssey. <laughs> Odyssey Jones, thank you. And it's like, it's the same big guy gimmick. I mean, Odyssey Jones is, is tremendous as well. And Odyssey Jones versus Bronson Reed would have slapped so much big man meat. We'll get to that. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. I can't wait for this. <laughs> um, Matt Cardona announced a retirement from Deathmatch Wrestling, which I assume means he's also retiring from trolling the GCW. So I'm sad about that. <laughs> He had a good run at it. Leave yeah. it be. Oh, I loved it, man. I'm not I'm not coming from it at all here. It was great. <laughs> uh, Big E thought he would, never thought he'd get the Goldberg match, but now it could happen. <laughs> this is the big meaty men slappy meat dream match. <laughs> the one Goldberg match I actually want. 
You said, I never really thought it was going to happen, but it's possible. It's very possible. It's possibly on the table. I don't know how I could turn down just one night, one match. I met this man in the 90s, took a picture of him, stood in line on my way to church with my dad in the late 90s. He was my guy. The fact he's still around under contract, just had an issue with Bobby Lashley, and I now have his title. It's my title now. Why not? Why the hell not? Just for little kid me, it's very possible and making me blush a little. It's so goddamn wholesome, isn't it? Yeah. (laughs) You just want to squeeze his cheeks. I remember saying this when Drew fought Goldberg and everyone was kicking off, myself included, because I, I don't really want to see Goldberg on the TV. But I was like, Drew seemed genuinely so happy that he was getting to fight him. And I'm sure as a child of the 90s, Goldberg was that unstoppable machine. It was the one to be. It was even mm-hmm. though he went from like four matches to 12 matches to 27 matches week on week <laughs> of, his, of, his, of his streak. I was like, is he wrestling in his sleep? What? Uh, but yeah, but they they created this mythos around him and stuff, and it was that thing of, and it was exciting. It was the the you know the smoke and the 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 the, the sparklers and the he come out, he'd do a spear and a jackhammer, and that was it. Came over, and that was like shit. No, it is. I can I can understand it from that point, but as an adult now looking at it, you're going, it's kind of poor though, isn't it? But WWE soured it though, didn't they? Just just by. <sighs> Making making him out to not be special. Yes. Yeah. This yeah. is it. Well, I think WCW uh, soured it first. He they? will. Yeah. They had some like bad book, <laughs> very bad booking decisions by the end. Yeah. Well, we won't talk about that. That's the thing <laughs> for like a special edition one day when we do <laughs> how WCW went so very badly off the rails. Um, <laughs> There's a whole book about that. That's good. Oh, I've watched so many documentaries about it. <laughs> Just yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I I I. Think between Goldberg and Biggie, you'd get a good 12 minutes out of them. That's a long Goldberg you, match, yeah. You love putting times on Goldberg matches. You try I've to never Wait. been right at all. Yeah. <laughs> Are you including the intros in those 12 minutes? Uh, I'm going to say yes. Okay. So a four minute match. <laughs> Goldberg's entrance isn't that long. He the can't walk that far from the dressing room now, has he? He's got to get the one nearest the uh, nearest the curtain. <laughs> I love that clip though. I can't believe I've not seen it. The, the big, the big the, meaty man slapping me. Yeah, yeah that's great. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah, howling probably. laughing. Yeah, it's a good clip. <laughs> it makes whenever me laugh I'm, every time. Whenever I'm sad, I watch that. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think Big E's like possibly my favorite like person in wrestling. He's so. Yeah. After watching that so um, documentary thing on the network about him, it's just that thing of he just radiates just good guy energy constantly. Yeah. And and everyone loves him. And again, it's going to be that horrible thing that 20 years down the line, we're going to find out he did some nasty shit in it. And that's going to be the horrible thing about it. I hope not. I don't no. think so. No, I don't, I don't so. believe for a second. Big E is as pure as the driven snow, and I won't hear anything otherwise. <laughs> Okay, um, two lots of nice news. Kelly and Costa Scarlett are engaged, which is nice. Is, is she ever appearing on I Raw know. then? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I didn't actually realize they were together until I always said. I thought it was a bit. <laughs> no, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, he and needs to gonna... start cutting Miro-style promos about it. I'd be back on board then if he's like, I go home to my flexible wife with all bits of metal glued to her face and stuff. I'd be like, fair enough. <laughs> Certainly a possibility. Uh, Johnny Gargano and Candy Soleil had a gender reveal in a fun video. We weren't two things. They're having a boy, and Johnny has a stalk guy called Mork. Yep. <laughs> I love Johnny Gargano. He's, yeah, it's just a dumb thing. Uh, did you see the, 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 the clip? Someone... I, made a, I had the prison idea. Hmm? In the clip, in the in the Johnny Gargano video, where he's going on about prison, and it's just yeah, I, 
again, they should just have Johnny Gargano being like just a dumb, goofy guy doing it because it, it's yeah, you need that. It's not going to happen. He's going to get booted from NXT 2.0, isn't he? Because he's not edgy enough. Yeah, I'll start having him doing pranks on people and stuff. It's going to be terrible, whatever happens. Uh, <laughs> so I don't, see you join you, me on the on the negative. <laughs> like, did you not see the uh, the carrying cross supercut video of someone stood of all his promos, but they've put that um, <laughs> the uh, unsolved mysteries um, Jonathan Frakes bit underneath it, where it's like, who was the tallest man you ever met? Where did you park your car this evening? <laughs> 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 Bravo, whoever done that, I can't remember. <laughs> but I was, yeah. It was, it was know, very well Scarlet, done. Carrying Cross feels very neutered. I don't know. I liked the Scarlet thing of it. It was like, that was the power of him. Like, that was his Undertaker's well, yeah. urn sort of thing. And Yeah, it's mad. They, he had this, I don't even like him that much, but he had no. this really cool intro and they took that away from him and I don't understand why. I, but the one so, thing I was like, this is good. So gutted we never got to see that intro in front of a crowd. He should have just went straight onto main roster. Yeah, mm. he's exactly a Vince guy. Yeah, yeah. well, you'd but, think, but apparently, apparently he's upset someone somewhere. How, cause... how tall is he? Like in real height, not shoot height. <laughs> Adam <laughs> Cole, six foot two, apparently, shoot height. Is it? Apparently so, yes. <laughs> Did not know that. Yeah. Even though there's pictures of him stood next to Jack, um, Zach Saber Jr., who is legitimately about 6'3, I think. Yeah. I've, I've stood next to Adam Cole and he's not much like different to my size. And I'm definitely not six foot. <laughs> yeah. That's go. what I mean. It's yeah. <laughs> uh that's the end of the news, guys. Uh onto the show reviews. We'll do these quickly because I want to speak about the indies, especially. Uh just before we start, I meant to ask Shady, what, what promotions do you actually watch? Like on, on the regular? Oh, as as many as I can. Um yeah. Uh yeah, uh, NXT is is one that I watch every week. I always I always watch uh, Dynamite. Um I try and keep up to date with Dragon Gate. Um as much of uh, like the GCW and Black Label Pro and people like that in the US Indies. Uh yeah, just as much as much as I can really. Not a bad mix, that one. I'm, I'm very much cool. contemplating buying the uh, the GCW. Oh, it's not Homecoming tomorrow, is it? What's the one they're doing with um, Minoru Suzuki versus Homicide? Yeah. Solely Ooh, tempted okay. by it because I can get it in a double pack with that and the emo fight they did yesterday. I think yes, which I'm, I'm very tempted by just because apparently Nick Gage is yelling at the crowd, getting them to sing um, "Welcome to the Black Parade," <laughs> and I'm like, I, I want to see that. That's worth the money alone. That's worth the twelve quid. Yeah, definitely. I've saw that clip on Twitter. Oh, is it on Twitter? Oh, right. I'll just watch the clip on Twitter then. <laughs> Nick Gage, man, he's just happy uh, to do anything, isn't he? He's great. I'm glad he's living his best life now. Yes, yeah. Is, yeah. 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 Uh, kick off with Rampage then. Do Rampage and then into the Grand Slam. Um, yep. What, what stood out for you, John, in that? Well, as you know, I will watch anything involving the Lucha Bros. So, Butcher and Boyd Lucha Bros. Good fun match, right? Uh, yeah. Oh, God, sorry. Um, it's just, you know, Phoenix is flying around the place as always. There's that cool bit at the end where they've tied Penta's mask to the ropes. And he takes his mask off to save Ray and he gets the pin. It's all very cool. It's, yeah. Luch Brothers are doing the Lord's work at the moment. I don't think they're capable of having a bad match. Um, Butcher and the Blade, especially. Now the Butcher's back as well. Apparently the nicest man in wrestling. Uh, <laughs> all right, LSU, no worries. Um, yeah, it's it's that. Uh, the only other bit I can remember from Rampage, it's, again, it's been a week. This is the problem with doing them like a week apart. Was the the, the um, Ruby Soho Britt Baker 
it's taken. Oh, the promo, yeah. Yes. Which I'm not normally a fan of when they bring uh, real world stuff into it, <laughs> but I enjoyed this. It was fun. <laughs> No, it's great. Um, I don't know. I quite like when they blur the lines, especially if you know, as long as you know, if we're not actually shooting. Oh, it's all it's all pre-approved, isn't it? Yeah. Like, but it was it was yeah, it was fun. Um, it put again, it puts them both. I mean, AEW are suffering at the moment from having a um, a deluge of um, aces who everyone hates because <laughs> after after Cody this week getting booed and. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like Cody is kind of self-aware about it now. Just, oh, just that, I, he did a tremendous, costume. tremendous job of 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 turning the match around and yeah, giving them a reason to hate him. Yeah, uh, but yeah, he is he is the Homelander you order off Wish, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's fair. But yeah, apart from that, I can't really remember anything else from Rampage. Uh, we Rube. had Bunny and Anna J. Yeah, was fine. The it's Ruby fine. and Brit promo. Yeah, yeah, I was just saying. Um... Oh, <laughs> I'm swapping computers. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Did you again? Did, because... you, did you do Miro's line? I celebrate with my god up high and my wife down below. <laughs> yeah. He's just a dirty boy, isn't he? Yeah, I love him. Um, yeah. Other than that, um, I can't remember anything about Rampage. It was fairly well. The Miro Lynch Brothers match was the best thing in it. Yeah. Oh, and Miro murdered Fuego, and we're getting Sammy Miro. Yeah, I'm. I'm kind of annoyed that Miro didn't then smash up uh, Fuego's car like Zangief in Street Fire, <laughs> like just spin around and smash it up. <laughs> But, oh know. man, Miro would be a great Zangief in a new Street Fighter song. He's Bulgarian, not Russian. You're racist. No, but he just he just re- oh yeah, no, he would be. If they, if they recast it now, he'd be better than the guy who played him in the John Claude yeah. Van Damme film. Which, oh, what a film! Yeah. I went Maybe to the cinema to see that. I'm so sorry. <laughs> On to the uh, have we all watched the Grand Slam? We have, yeah, yeah, yeah. What were, you, what were your thoughts, Shady, on it? What? Well, it was just that that Omega Danielson match. You couldn't really fault it, really, in my opinion. No. Um, for for a first match back for Danielson, it was uh, it was pretty full on for him. <laughs> no, it was. It was that His um, chest looked like hamburger meat. Oh, and that uh, avalanche dragon suplex. Oh, that gave me the fear. That yeah. <laughs> Glad he didn't land like you normally do off that. Oh yeah, yeah. he flipped to his chest, didn't he? Yeah, thanks for But it was, you know, it was the the uh, dragon suplex on the ramp as well. He sold the fuck out of his neck on that. Yeah, it was, it was. Ah uh, man, I said I, I deliberately slept on the couch so I could get up to watch this. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, think like... I think your wife doesn't uh, listen to this. She's hopped up on drugs at the moment, mate. She's fine. She's had surgery. Um... <laughs> I've been feeding her and stuff. It's not like I'm being mean. It's not like a what happened to a baby Jane style situation. Um, but no, it, it was just, so just, smooth. Though. It was just like I went. That was half an hour. Shit. Yeah, because yeah. it flew by. And yeah, I mean, if that's their first match they're having, because they're building up to summer, aren't they? They've got another one in them at least. Oh yeah. <clears throat> Did anyone see the draw ending coming? Or... Yeah. Okay. I didn't. Looking back on it, I'm like, oh, it's very obvious. Yeah. But, I didn't but I'm glad the they didn't do this sort of had him in a in a submission move. Yes. Or do the oh he pins him with two seconds left to spare sort of thing. No, they were just kicking just the, the fact shit out they were just other. kicking the fuck out of each other. <laughs> yeah. And the clock went down and he went, let's keep going. And I was like, <laughs> fight forever, please. Yeah. And they got that chant, didn't they, during it? About three times, yeah. It's just seamless. Like the when he was doing the running knee and he just caught him and power slammed him. Yep. Yeah, so yep. Power bone him, sorry. Like, yep. Absolutely. Like, yeah. Uh, it's not science rockets. 
You know why? Dynamite have been putting banging matches on first because that's how you get people's attention. Also, everyone that's been going, oh, where's Daniel Bryan gone? Let's go and watch his first match on Thingy. Oh, this is good. I'll watch the rest of this program now. It's smart. Mm. It's not having someone come out and cut a 30-minute promo at the start of your Raw. What's so, so what's... But you have it as the main event so that they start watching it so they watch the whole show to get there because mm. a lot of them will... A lot of fans might go, okay, well, I've watched Daniel Bryan now. Knock it off. But then you also go, also, there's there's Ruby Riot at the end. I recognize her as well. I'll watch that. Oh, and there's Malachi Black as well. I'll watch that. Well, um, they wheeled CM Punk straight out, didn't they? they Oh, CM Punk was straight down that round. (laughs) (laughs) Stay watching. (laughs) To be fair, I think actually, yeah, they did push out uh, apart from um the mjf match i think all of it was x wwe wasn't it yeah uh, yeah, 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 I don't know. yeah. get size on a product i don't know i guess it's smart <laughs> i don't know I, I didn't mind them highlighting the women in the main event no it worked for me it, it, it did take event. me by surprise because so when i went to sleep i was like in my head i should wake up at five i said shall i set an alarm for 5 a.m because i can watch dynamite before i go to work because otherwise i'm just watching it traveling and i wanted to pay attention i actually woke up naturally at 5 a.m so my brain must have been like we need to watch this and when it sta- when it started with that like even in my sleepy haze i was like wow we're starting with this i was like okay <laughs> I, they've I always thought it on, would be the main event yeah. they've literally always done it on dynamite they always put a banging match nxt used to do it as well they put a banging match on your first match rampage did it the last week with a uh, pack pack and andrade yes andrade oh, yeah. that, again, that's that, a hangover that from, from thingy but yeah but it is it's it's that thing um what did you the, make of the main event for ruby it was fine. She was never going to win. Um, although um, the, the 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 text group I was in was that Britt Baker did have major losing face on her. Like she'd been told to drop the belt that day. But again, maybe it's just it's just good. I love it. Like I said, uh, it's good that there's someone up there now. So you've got her, you've got uh, Chris Statlander, you've got Ruby Riot. Sorry, Ruby Soho. Ah, it's difficult, isn't it, <laughs> JR? Um... <laughs> Tony Khan did it as well in the media scrum and he started like beating himself up and then he said, it that's a lot of time, I'm ever going to do that. It is difficult <laughs> oh. to do because you're so used to seeing them as that. He's not got like Heidi Lovelace. Um <laughs> They get, I mean, what's um, what's Hikaru Shida up to now? She seems to have dropped off the face of the earth. You've been on dark, and that's it, which is a bit, yeah, she's, she's older, a bit, yeah, she's older rematch, but yeah, they're, they're building up to like having a decent run at several contenders for the, the belt, yeah, from the Rose and we're also going to get well. Jamie Hayter turning on Britt Baker at some point, aren't we? Which I'm mm-hmm. going to be there for because she's going to destroy her and then go wig and peer and have a dance, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> enjoy the um. The FTR Sting Derby. Yeah, I could watch Sting as a 62-year-old man doing stuff. Just, yeah. Like, I mean, FTR deserve all the recognition for making him look so good in that. But also, he, yeah. Yeah. Like, he, hasn't, he hasn't done it. Uh, he hasn't put a foot wrong in uh, in AEW yet. Which at his age, and it, it could be so easy to do. And they've they've highlighted what they need to to make Sting Sting. <laughs> yeah, mm, yeah. It's that. It was that thing when when Darby was first man in, and the crowd were just going Sting, and they tagged him in and let him have first do with it. And it's it's. I also want to point out as well in that first uh, in the Omega Danielson match that buckle bomb that looked fucking horrible. Oh, and he went over this side. Yeah, I genuinely yeah. winced at that because I was like, he misses the buckle. <laughs> yeah, just throw him out of the ring. But I was like, oh, mate, like, Sting's in the back. Are you rubbing it in? 
But yeah, um, again, Sting at 62 is, uh, I, I'm not going to say as good as he's ever been, but he's 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 holding a legacy there, isn't he? Like, and I, I, I kind of want to see him do some more stuff. He's not going to, obviously, because he's, he's on like a limited, um, but yeah. Again, cracking. It was. I mean, that crowd straight from that opening match. There was nowhere to go but down. Really, was there? <laughs> <laughs> but this, this goes back to the whole Goldberg thing. You know, I mean, AEW were highlighting Sting's what Sting can do, whereas WWE just like pushing Goldberg out and going, go and then have a match. <laughs> All right, go and do, go and do three spears in a row and a and a bad jackhammer, and then uh, yeah. But I think Sting for a title. I, I said it's that thing of Sting was on the bench for what 15 years something like that i'm no not idea. idea long time yeah it is what before aw yeah how long was he out for no he was in wwe no i mean not not i mean like since he wrestled he wrestled in wwe yes but when how long since his last match <laughs> when he hurt his uh, head? 20 2015 i think it was really yeah oh i thought it was longer it, than that because it was the year i got back into watching wrestling when seth cashed in because it was a match against seth at clash yeah, of champions yeah you're right you're right i think right. clash of champions yeah so yeah it's about five five six years well was, for a 62 year man to go i remember watching that match i was like i'm confident in my next stability throw me through some tables yeah <laughs> possibly do it i'm sure he's took a couple of um pile drivers as well which yeah yeah yeah, he took a power bomb one week. He, yeah. he, he took it and he sold it like, yeah. It's again, he's I'm, he's been doing this long enough to know his abilities and when to. I can't do it this week. I need to rest up. Yeah. And they'll go, okay, that's fine. We'll put Darby out there and just have him throw himself off like a combine harvester or something. <laughs> He wouldn't have wanted his last memory in the wrestling ring to be that match because it was quite horrific think, to watch against Seth. Yeah, it was and horrible. I, I also feel like for Seth, it must be so nice as well because of how much he beat himself up over that whole incident. I'm assuming there's been text messages back forth. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. uh, but again, yeah, I'm a big fan of Dad and Lad. It's uh, <laughs> it's it's a good tag team. Like the Sting of the Hill thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's um, it's great. I like the fact that like they share they share makeup tips and stuff. It's it's just good. I, I like, and we're also gonna we're gonna get Sting versus Bloody Tully at some point, aren't we? Yeah, no, it'll be fine. They'll put it on as a piss break match. It'll be fine. <laughs> Although I do again, uh, Arn Anderson falling off the ring apron this week made me chuckle. <laughs> Why didn't you just get on around the other side, Arn? You're a big lad. You can't swing around that. <laughs> Good, like you know, that was a good match, though. And obviously, we're recording Friday night, so tomorrow it's Rampage, which is kind of well, tonight, two of that, yeah, yeah, tonight. CM Punk is back in trunks, apparently. So that didn't last long, did it? (laughs) Yeah, one match, but no, Uh, I also liked uh, the Malachi Black against Homelander match. Oh, yeah. And, uh, I like, um, I like the fact that, yeah, Brandy's back for some she reason. Got yeah, well, you're happy, aren't you? You're like, hey, don't care. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's, it's a face I recognise, which is always a bonus in these days. Have, have you have you seen the 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 theory about Cody coming, making his entrance through up the middle, but then Anne coming from the face tunnel yeah. and yeah. Brandy coming from the heel tunnel? I did notice mm-hmm. that at the time and was like, because oh. I literally called this uh, the battle for the middle tunnel because <laughs> they both come through it and there can only be one it's like highlander um but yeah it's i don't know i like the fact that cody has set himself up as like the gatekeeper for the upper echelon of it like you have to go through him to go for the main belt which is quite nice but also nobody likes you <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, but, but lean, I think he, lean, I think he lean knows fully, that. Lean fully into it then. And I think become, he is. You don't see the costume he was wearing. I don't think that he's that self-aware. I do. I, I, think I think he is. is. I think he is. I think he knows exactly I what know. he's doing. I know. It's a bit. Um, <laughs> no, yeah. After like after the Anthony Agogo match, where he came out riding an eagle. Yeah, I was like, okay, right. We're, leaning, we're doing this thing, are we? Okay, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was it. I'm looking forward to the uh, second uh, part tonight. Oof. Yeah, and MGF being an absolute shithouse. <laughs> Brian mm-hmm. Dillman Jr. was never going to win. He put up a good fight, though, didn't he? MGF laid his hands on Julia Hart. Not happy about that. Although then I'd realise she's 19, so I can't say that anymore because it makes me come across as creepy and weird. So, <laughs> oh, yes. that Joe, to be honest. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't realise she was so young and I've just looked it up now and was like, I'm going to have to delete all that. <laughs> Yeah, um, but it was good. Uh, it did neither of them any harm. It just makes MJF look more of a dickhead than he, he is. Then uh, his parents come out and release like a small video this week saying, we're sorry we ever gave birth to him or something. And I was like... There's something along those lines, yeah. Fucking my hell, big, son. My big issue with the Brian Pillman part was uh, the week before when he'd ran out after MJF was giving his uh, sister some grief um, and his mom. Uh, when Brian Pillman came to make the save, he stopped and got the crowd behind him. Yeah. Now, if, if, if somebody's like abusing your family, you, you don't stop to go, hey, look at me. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> Very good point. Hans spotted that. But yeah, you're right. Well, no, it was oh, fine. It was a good yeah, match. True. I like Brian Pillman. He, uh, I like Varsity Blondes. I like that. Yeah. They, eh, like I said, we're never getting that triples belt, it would appeer. So uh, give me a trios keep, belt. Keep sending your letters. <laughs> no, it's getting expensive, mate. And you keep, <laughs> Tony can keep sending them back, and they're just full of spit when they come back as well. <laughs> that was it. Uh, yeah. That was uh, Dynamite. We've got to Rampage tonight. Um, NXT 2.0. We have to keep saying 2.0 now, don't we? Oh, no, <laughs> I, don't, I don't like that either. Especially it when it's the third incarnation of it. <laughs> We don't talk about the game show period. Yeah, yeah the, the the it's the Love Island version of it. When it when it was that Triple H wasn't in charge at that point, was he? No, who was? No, he was a mentor, wasn't he? At that point or something? No, I don't. I don't think he was anywhere near it. They had that tough enough and all that stuff. Oh, I might be getting confused with that. that. Yes, because I watched that video where he was. Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah. He, he berated some lad for selling badly. If you sold like that for me, I would punch you in the face for real. Yeah. Um, yeah, here's a further trade. This one it was, it was a weird this, episode. This episode felt very much like here's a load of new wrestlers. Like the first week they did it, and it was like, oh, okay, here's one, two, three, four new people. I can okay. keep track of that. I don't know who the fuck any of these new people are. They've got a scoop and just gone mm, in there with it. Like, oh, is she called Asia or per- Persia? If you can call someone Asia, that'd be horrible. Um, Persia. That was is it right? Oh, well, <laughs> fucking well, I said about that. <laughs> that. China. <laughs> oh, shut up. <laughs> um, but she was at the, the hen dude, wasn't she? Yes, yes. She's but a, that, I was like, okay, I've made that connection there. But all these other random people, I was like, I don't know who you are. I don't know what I'm supposed to feel at this point. Too, there's, there was just too much going on, really. You, you, the, the problem NXT are going to have now is they're going back towards a de- developmental yes. brand, but everybody's going to expect your really good matches, and it's not going to happen. <laughs> not on a developmental brand, no, no. It's, I can't, but it's going to be edgy. <laughs> <laughs> and, and they're all going to be saying twat in the uh, in the promos and stuff. It's... 
It just feels like a this one felt like a bit of a mess compared to last week's. I like the start of everybody in the ring with Champa. It was like Champa trying to put everybody over that nobody knows. And it was like yeah, so yeah, far. Yeah. I mean Again, that Bron Breaker looks good. Bron Breaker like, is in that main event, like what was it he did? He did like a when the person was on the floor and he did a roll through but into like a suplex or a power slam or something. I was like, that, that's cool. I've not seen that. Yes. Um, <laughs> again, it's the, the thing that everyone on the internet has been complaining. He looks like a Steiner. He talks like a Steiner. He wrestles like a Steiner. <laughs> and yet he's called Bron Breaker. And I'm like, give it time. They're hanging on to that until he moves to main roster. And then they'll unleash the Steiner in him. But um, oh, Ky- Kyle O'Reilly came back and he said, we all thought Kyle O'Reilly was done for after last week when he just got taken out of that match randomly. for. Yeah, but then he went, oh, he's out. And fact, we don't know for how long. And I was like, he's coming back today then, isn't he? Yeah, it's uh, the only thing I really enjoyed about it, to be honest, was the Cameron Grimes match because I love Cameron, Cameron Grimes. Grimes. Yeah, <laughs> although the whole bit before it was weird with uh, your man sitting in the ring going on about safe spaces, and I'm like, is this a that parody of stuff? Or apparently, all that's been cut out of the replay now. I don't get it. Is when he wasn't he talking about his male supremacy? And I was like, uh, no, he doesn't mm. need to use his male privilege to to get where he is. It just felt really weird and like no, awkwardly convoluted. And then Cameron Grimes came out and stomped his face in anyway, so that was good. Uh, and, yeah. and the um, and the um, breaker. Oh yeah. Oh fuck! I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. I wish I wish that had got longer because that we was got a new cruiserweight champion, didn't we? Yes. Yeah. Roddy's outstanding. Yeah. Yes. Best, best wrestler I've been in the ring with. You've been oh. in the ring with. Where did you? Like a machine. Where did you wrestle? Uh, it was in uh, Target Wrestling. Um, it was 2015. I think he was PWG champion at the time. Mm. And yeah, he just gives a hiding. <laughs> 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 no, it was good. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, it was one of those matches where I was like, yeah, I've been in a match here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna feel that tomorrow. <laughs> and like, like, don't get us wrong. Um, it, it was it was weird because there was a couple of almost disagreements in the match where I come out of it thinking, oh, I've messed up here. But like the more I thought about it, I was like, no, I was right. <laughs> I was right. It doesn't matter that he's PWG champion. I was right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ooh, I'm going to have to find all these now. I'll give you an example. Okay. Uh, he had us in an abdominal stretch. So I called hip toss. He called drop kick. So I hip tossed him. Then I threw a drop kick and he threw a drop kick. Uh. So afterwards, he said, oh, no, after you hip tossed us, you meant hit the ropes and I was going to drop kick you. And my thinking is, well, if I've just been in an abdominal stretch, why am I going to run, run the ropes? It makes no sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Or, uh, and the finish was um, he was going to do his jumping knee. I was going to run into his jumping knee. Then he was going to punch us. And then he was going to hit his backcracker thing, his suplex. Yeah. 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 Knees. So I hit the ropes. He gives us the knee and I bump because he just needs us in the face. And then he was he was mad because he didn't get punches as well because I bumped. I shouldn't have bumped on the knee. He you in the face though. What you? That would hurt. <laughs> that would be enough to to, yeah, to knock you down. I also <laughs> love the fact you went and then he didn't punch us. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. It was just one of those things. It was just like at the time I was like dead annoyed about it. So it's like a communication error though, that isn't it? Really, like of yeah. And like wrestling's one of those things where you kind of have to 
do what's natural. Yeah. And for me, if somebody needs me in the face, I'm going to boom. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, you would, wouldn't you? Yeah. You're not going to stand yeah. there and go, yeah, that's fair. okay, then now hit me and then I'll go down. Yeah. <laughs> That always used to be my issue with uh, Sasha's bank statement. Like, no one ever bumped for the backstabber. They just rolled on right through into the bank statement. It's like, bump for the backstabber because that's going to hurt. Uh, the, the easiest way to think of, like, people talk about wrestling psychology. That's just, that's no such thing as wrestling psychology. It's called common sense. <laughs> <laughs> and do you know what I mean? If, if something doesn't make sense, then what's the point of it? Yes. If it yeah. looks unrealistic, I'm going to go, hang on a minute, that doesn't look real. Yeah, as a fan. And Charlotte Flair doing that uh, flipping face buster thing that she does. She she once did it like when they were on the apron and she bumped onto the floor. And that was that was her doing the move. And she yeah. just got up and it was just like, what? No, you've fallen further. You've done more damage there to yourself. Yes, that's the... Like, with certain things, I could understand it. Like, certain things are, are, are going to be a 50-50 damage split between the two. But, yeah, stuff like that, it is... It is... I, I hate that. What's it called? Yeah. The, the flipping face buster thing that she does? Na- like, natural selection. I, I've always hated that, to be honest, because it just looks daft. Yeah, it's not my favourite. Yeah. Um... Yeah, uh, yeah. So it's nice, strong. So you, he's one of the one who's kind of diamond mine. Diamond transition. Mine. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy. Malcolm Bivens is still there. Spitting oh, fire. mate, Bivens is where it's at, son. Yeah, <laughs> we love Bivens in my house. My, my, favorite is, about, my favorite thing about Malcolm Bivens is when he won the he won the right to be called Chuck Taylor. Yes, he did. <laughs> he won Chuck Taylor's name off him in a match. Uh, was that Shikara? It's probably yeah. Shikara, weren't it? Yeah. I did not uh, yeah. know that. That's yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's when Chuck Taylor came up with all those fake names, like, um, what was it? Seventh Moon, Saturn, Robins and stuff. Yeah. That big long list I read out that time. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's good. <laughs> but um, what was that last call that's in Diamond Mine? I'm excited to see her do some stuff. I can't remember her name. She only got introduced last week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Another one you mean, yeah. But she she cracked Kashida with that um oh, Superman, su- punch. Superman punch, yeah. And I was like, oh, here we go. Are we getting um, I- Ivy in the Nile. gender wrestling? Ivy and- Nile. Ivy, Ivy Nile. Nile. Yeah, that's good, isn't it? That's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, what is this the second episode? Second episode of 2.0. Second episode of 2.0. Yeah. yeah. Cool. I just need to drip feed the transition in. Don't just. It, it just feels like we're, tr- we're heading towards just a big reset. And I don't <laughs> like that. Because, oh, what was she called? Is it someone when they were talking to Frankie Monet backstage? And oh, she called Lashes or something? And she's oh, like, the, I'm. The, yeah, the talk show. I'm yeah. getting a talk show next week called Lashing Out. And I'm like, I don't want a talk show on NXT. I hate I the talk show segments. No, the, like, who, no one who enjoys are you the as talk well. <laughs> Also, who are you? <laughs> yeah. Um, Did you knock? You've got to knock on his door like Johnny always does. <laughs> Johnny always knocks. Yeah. <laughs> Um, certain traditions must be obeyed. Yeah, I, again, yeah. It, 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 I, we'll see. Again, I'm, I'm still, I'm going to give it a, a long while for a past judgment, but this felt worse than last week's to me because it was just throwing handfuls of new people at you without any explanations to who they were or what they were about or anything. And the phrase I'd use for NXT is they have uh, like money in the bank, really, because of their history that you can... Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm going to give you a bit more time here. Yeah, like, I'm not going to abandon Raw, it. Just on the fact that like... there's one bad episode. I mean, like Raw took a long time for me to start watching it. That's that's hard. But then also you, are, the, you are, but then the, we also the had as a kid. But then we also had um, the Steiner Gargano, not no, Gargano, uh, the Steiner uh, Champer Pete Dunn, uh, Peaky Blinder. <laughs> 
that was good. It was yeah, a I good think, match. I think uh, I think Ridge Holland's brilliant. He's yeah, he's, yeah he, he we he worked a few target shows uh, before he went over, and yeah, he he's got so much potential, and he's he's got himself in great shape after his injury. Mm. How, how old is he? How old? He's not. Um, I don't know because he he played rugby. Yeah, can see that. <laughs> you say yeah. <laughs> oh, imagine that charging at you. Here's the ball, sir. Thank you. Off you go. <laughs> oh, I've fallen. Yeah, that's uh, NXT. And lastly, cast my mind like yeah, SmackDown. What, I what literally there? can't remember SmackDown. Biggie interrupted Roman, and I popped just because it's Biggie. Fair enough. Coming out, and I was happy. And we got a, uh, a Biggie and Finn versus the Usos as a, as a little fun match. Uh, we're not doing Raw, but they also brought Roman over to Raw for the first time. So is that really... Finn as Finn or Finn as uh... Finn is Finn? No, mm. actually, that that's what was good. Finn actually explained the demon. There was actually some SmackDown had some weird continuity going on. I was like, okay, okay. explaining stuff again. They've been getting my letters as well, then. Yeah, so he explained the demon, and he said basically he's grown up with everybody doubting him. That the demon is a manifestation of everybody who doubted him, and I don't summon the demon. The demon summons me. Okay, I'm down with that. I can live with that. I was like, well done. Yeah, you, you're trying yeah. to put some sense <laughs> my, my into, into a nonsensical thing I, <laughs> give me a nugget of something and I'll believe it <laughs> you just need some need some explanation I need some explanation because when I asked you the other week what's that about you went I don't rightly know <laughs> <laughs> I was like is it a manifestation of like Finn Balor, the, the, the Celtic one-eyed demon god. And you were like, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> no, I definitely enjoyed that. Um, and also continuity, and this is cross-brands as well. Seth basically said, I need to finish off Edge. But the reason he said he did it was because he watched NXT. And during, uh, in between matches, Beth was asked how Edge was recovering. And she said, Adam's at home recuperating. And Seth brought that line up and said, not having that, I need to finish him off. I was like, okay, I like that as well. So it's developmental and also canon. Canon now. And, uh, yeah. I mean, I've, I've enjoyed I've enjoyed the Seth matches have been good. And yeah. I will take a rubber match there. Uh, other than that, uh, Roman uh, Roman grilling Paul Heyman um, about, do you know Brock Lesnar was at SummerSlam? I mean, that's all good. They're, they're doing some good bits there. Yeah. yeah. Um, he, he, I think he said to Heyman, is he going to show up at Extreme Rules? And Heyman said no. So then Roman just looked at him and went, well, how do you know that? And Heyman just went into panic mode. So it's just a shame because just regular rules. That, that's this weekend. Normally we'd do predictions, but more bothered about the indie stuff. We'll, we'll, we'll still <laughs> literally could not give a shit about extreme rules, mate. <laughs> and, and plus, there's like like right. So one of the very first pods we did, really, was about uh, it was around about Hell in a Cell last year, and we did a pod about uh, themed pay per views and our big gripe with them. I'd done like a lot of research and like Hell in a Cell matches prior to the pay per view since so we don't like them but at the same time they're happening like there's not really any extreme rules going on at this extreme rules I think Finn no. and Roman are having an extreme rules match for god knows what reason and that's about it the rest are just matches to keep that trademark on there I think is what it is yeah it's, it's the Hell in a Cell it's like having Hell a Hell in a Cell pay-per-view Hell in a Cell is the last resort when everything else has failed yeah. that's your last that's your last match of that that's this is the this is the big blow off of it and to just yeah. have it coming up once a year and they go you two have been feuding for two weeks come on in you get it it, it, it cheapens yeah. the whole thing extreme rules is a dumb thing just have a pay-per-view and just call it um i don't know potato fight that's not great i'll work i'll workshop it but like it Remember is just, just have a paper like... no but like <laughs> you know great. like aw have pay-per-views and they're not 
themed. I hate this. Like, and I know that WWE have their big four and AW have their big four, but they also have these little six in between that no one really enjoys, and yet we all watch them. <laughs> like, <laughs> like Stockholm Syndrome, isn't it? It's just like, yeah. right, let's sit down for another four hours of this. I mean, I mean, I'll get, the I'll get two the, good matches out of it if I'm lucky. The problem with the Roman and Finn one is that I'm in for Finn kind of beating Roman long term, but Brock's leaning, so you, you know yeah. that that actually is just that this is a filler until there's a big money pay per view yeah. or yeah. a Saudi Arabia show where they can have their match, which is coming up next month. Less said about that. But that's about it. So that's the uh, that's the show show reviews, Joe. So on to so for context, if people didn't listen to this uh, about a month, two months ago, we we did a pod with Isaiah Quinn because um, we've started getting into the indie wrestling scene. Uh, and to be honest, it's one of the, probably the best things I would say I've done in <laughs> quite a while. It's the most um, fun I've had, yeah, in a very long time. Doing that pod was like it was really, really insightful because we didn't really know much about the scene, um, and I think it was like if you were listening to it, we were just being educated. We were really functioning idiots. We still are functioning idiots. <laughs> yes, we are still functioning idiots, and we decided after that that we wanted to do more on it to not only help us but also like if any listeners wherever they live in that like to go and find and support your indies around you. So really happy shady that you could join us like especially for this part of this conversation to kind of do a bit more on that so um i mean how would you so i asked this to isaiah quinn so for people like us who really only knew the the mainstream how would you describe or sell the indie scene to somebody who doesn't know the indie scene well for me it's it's what you see on the tv but you're part of the atmosphere you, if you go and if you buy tickets to WWE show if the two and over here or whatever, um, you you see it in the distance. Whereas if you if you're on a at a at an indie show in the UK, you you can literally be part of the show. It's it's got a bit of everything for for people, and um, depending on what you want from your wrestling show. There's some up for you. Um, you know what I mean. If you've got if you've got a family to take us to a show, there's ones that you can take them. If you if you want to go for a few drinks with your mates, there's ones for them. So yeah, there's a bit of bit of everything for everyone. And uh, I definitely think that the the talents in this country. So and I do think more people do need to to give it a chance. Oh, how yes. long? Have, yeah, definitely. How, how, no. How um, long have you been doing it now? Uh, I started training in '99, and I had my first match in 2001. Oh, so you like oh, twenty wow. yeah, yeah, long term veteran. Well done, sir. <laughs> well done. What uh, what got you like in, into it? Well, uh, I've got three brothers, and uh, we were all wrestling fans in the early nineties. <laughs> and uh, after trashing our house for so long, uh, our mum encouraged us to uh, find elsewhere. <laughs> um, and obviously, like when we started, the internet wasn't really uh, hadn't really taken off, so it was uh, an advert in I think it was possibly Power Slam magazine um, for a training school in Blackpool where we got well and truly shafted. Um, Paid paid like uh, 200 quid to, to sign up then 20 pound a week for an hour and a half lesson 
in a boxing ring with no insurance. With no insurance. Boxing uh, rings are not the same as wrestling rings. No. Um, oh, mate. After, after about six to eight weeks, the bloke just like started opening the door and then coming back to, to lock up. <laughs> um, oh, wow. Aww. And then and then we turned up one week and he didn't turn up and that was it. <laughs> um, so we found it. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, mate. <laughs> So yeah, um, so yeah, then we found a, a school in Stoke, and like we're based in Carlisle, so it was like a three-hour drive, five-hour training mainly on mat, and then three-hour drive back. Um, but it got started. It was, um, did you learn anything in Blackpool? Uh, I, I learned how to tie up and basic bumping. Okay, so it wasn't a complete. Well, it wasn't oh, a complete no, waste no, of money because two hundred quid is a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, um, but what we we didn't really. We were like, oh, okay, we'll have to make sure we pay this because we've we'd read about in America. That's what they do. You, well, like a you, signing up fee. Yeah, you pay to sign up, or or at least did. I don't know if they still do. Um, so we didn't think that was too far out the norm. But yeah, then yeah, we got pretty shafted. So yeah. <laughs> I remember so, yeah, we started in store. <laughs> <laughs> and also that also apparently the uh, the guy that was training us, um, William Regal hates. So <laughs> <laughs> I, I worked for the council uh, briefly and used to set up uh, stuff for, and they had a boxing night and I thought, I'll, I'll run the ropes. It's like wrestling. It? No, it's not. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no. Severe whiplash later. Yeah. Um, didn't what do was that it? again. Like, like generally, why is it like doing that? Because whenever, what was this? The network had a show on about like breaking ground. That was it. And yeah. like, they're always talking about, you got to run the ropes. And I was like, it like Joe's saying there, it, it probably looks easy, but I'm assuming that is not. Oh, like the amount of like we we have a school here at Target in Carlisle, and the amount of people that come to training and think, oh, I'm just going to run against the ropes, and it doesn't. It, that's that's not how it works. Um, it's there's everything from footwork, and then actually when you hit the ropes, if you're practicing, you're just going to hit it and hit it and hit it, and you'll end up with like bruises on your on your side because literally ran against them too too much. Yeah, it's it steps in and steps out, isn't it? It's all footwork. It's yeah. it's a very intricate ballet. Uh, yeah. Matter. Yeah. Yeah. So what? Um, you mentioned Target. There were like what promotions have you worked with? And uh, uh, well, my two main ones that I work for now are Target and um, Discovery in Edinburgh. Yeah. Um, John. John is going to that. Yep. That's my first indie show booked. Absolutely brilliant. Uh, I'm like, it's it's my my wrestling home away from uh, home. Like, uh, I'm I'm a big fan of of the stuff they put out. And uh, are you at, are you at the next show? Um, I don't think so. Um, but yeah, it's like the matches the announced for it so far it's it's already looking like it's going to be a good one so um yeah and i've i've worked waw all-star future shock um bcw um all over uh, like as i say i've been doing this for 20 years I, I was based in newcastle for quite a while for a promotion that was called wzw um so yeah as i say i've been all over and uh, got to meet some faces along the way <laughs> What have, what have been like the best, or, like most memorable, like programs and stuff that you've been involved in? Um, well, my stuff with Paul London's the one that stands out for me. Paul, like, um, Paul was my opponent in 2014 in Target, and I was a face at the time, and we had the match and. 
about two weeks prior, I had uh, I had been wiped out with glandular fever. So I had I, I, I took a bump, first bump in the match, and then rolled to the outside, and I'm on the floor, and I'm like, I think I'm going to die. My chest's on fire. So we carried on, whatever. Um, and he went to do a, a slingshot Oklahoma roll, and he drove his shoulder into my elbow, and I thought I broke my arm. Ooh. So, like, I let him know. I was like, look, I can carry on, but you're going to have to, like, keep me in line here. So, <laughs> so a few minutes later is... Uh, What's next? <laughs> and I'm like, well, it's a good job I'm keeping track. <laughs> <laughs> we finished the match. Um, we finished the match and like he cut a promo at the end and he, he like, uh, the way like Tyler, I, I wrestle, uh, my other brothers have wrestled on the shows. My mum my sells the tickets and sometimes drives the ring van. My girlfriend sold merch. It's, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's a very much a family thing. And as Paul's cutting this promo, putting me over, I'm, I'm in the corner and my mum can see me and she says, your lip was going like when you were little and you were going to start crying. <laughs> and like, I, I hugged Paul and I says, look, says, you're going to have to stop. And we just like had a connection and like, he's genuinely like one of my best friends now, um, which is ridiculous. Ridiculous. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then two years later, after I turned heel, um, I had the high octane title. And I cut a promo challenging anybody, saying, look, I've wrestled everybody. I've wrestled Ricochet. I wrestled Tommy End. Um, all all for the title. And I, I had managed to keep the belt the whole time just by, like, cheating and whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I saw the so, Tommy End one on your, on your channel. Yeah. <laughs> um, so then it got to, uh, it was like, open challenge. So um comes on the night and... Uh, everybody like people were debating who it was going to be because nobody had a clue and then he had the microphone backstage and he started talking and like a, a friend of both mine and Paul's who didn't know that he was on the show all of a sudden all I can hear is her go no way and I looked at her and nodded and then he come out and everybody just lost it and he like he sang his own entrance theme on the way to the ring <laughs> amazing and like I had, I had goosebumps when he come out when people realized it was him um <laughs> and during the match, he's like, when we were planning it, he's, he's like, okay, well, give us a backdrop onto the concrete floor. And I was like, nope. <laughs> I did not feel safe backdropping you onto the floor. But there is a stage. So I'll just backdrop you on the stage. That'll be safer. So I backdrop him on the stage in the match, splits his head open. <laughs> oh. Oh. oh, man. <laughs> so, <laughs> so then we finish the match, like, get towards the end and the finish, like, looking back, like, I don't know why I agreed to do it because basically I went for a top rope runner and as I was upside down, he pushed me off. So I took a front bump. But it was, thinking about it, the, the leap of faith, I had to yeah, yeah. upside down. And I just did it. Um, and I did that. <laughs> hit the shooting star press, got the three count. Um, luckily, he was going over and getting the three count on that because he knocked me out. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I didn't come round until after the three count. <laughs> But it was, yeah, like, and it was a moment, and that's for me. That's what wrestling's about. I, I, I don't, I don't give a shit if I win or not. It's if, if you get that moment where everybody's bought into it. Yes, yes, and it's... that's it. <laughs> um, yeah. And because my my car- my heel character is, I hate wrestling fans. <laughs> that's that's my t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> I love that t-shirt. I saw that. Yeah, it was great. And it's like I've been told, well, that's not that's not a character. And then they watch my matches and go, ah, I get it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just basically I'm uh, I'm a, a veteran that's miserable. You become jaded with it all. Yeah. Um, yeah. And like 
I'm, I'm creative enough and I understand my character enough that if, if you give me a match with somebody, I can find a reason to be uh, grumpy about it. Like uh, when, like this week's this week's was Spud on my on my YouTube channel. It was me and Spud, and I had cut a promo building it up, saying, "Well, we used to be on the same shows together. But how? Why do you get to go to Impact? Well, I'm as good as you are. So what? What? That doesn't make. That's not fair. So then you've got you've got a gripe in the match. Yeah, you you give them there's there's legitimacy to yeah yeah yeah. Um, and then like you you have your match, and people like. I'm pretty good at making people not like me even more. Um, another, another. <laughs> you are. Uh, Sorry, I watched one of your matches and I came out of it kind of disliking you, even though, <laughs> like, which I thought was an excellent work because I've watched several of your matches and, and yeah, I don't know. Like, it's a good, I, good effort. I, I don't, I don't wrestle as a cool heel. I wrestle as a heel because I'm the bad yeah. guy, and and that's that's my job. I like. And then what I do is I then actually wrestle and people go, oh, shit, I forgot he's good. <laughs> he's, got, he's got moves. And, yeah. and to be fair, I'm always a fan of the arsehole heel. Yes. Like, the one that is a legit shithouse heel. Because that's what heels are supposed to be. You're not supposed to be like, boo, a bad guy, but that smokes cigarettes at the front of class. You're yeah. meant to be a knobhead. Yeah, and I like that. Uh, like one of, one of the, the target's favourite chants is uh, shitty mattress. <laughs> Low hanging fruit, mate. Boo. So, so basically, uh, I got some t shirts done and says, Look, Target Wrestling have put these t shirts out. Like, if I see any of these t shirts out in that crowd, I am going to go mad. <laughs> <laughs> Most t shirts sold ever. <laughs> <laughs> Like it, wrestling's really, really simple if you want it to be. Uh, <laughs> sure. And like another one, another one that I enjoyed was the last target show that we had was, which was myself and Luke Ross. Which um, I don't know if you've seen on Twitter. Um, so it was for the vacant heavyweight title, um, and Luke thought I was going over. Oh, okay. So then, I, so then what he what he thought was just before the finish, I didn't kick out. Oh, <laughs> oh. And like he he was in tears, like legitimate tears in the ring because he won. <laughs> oh man! Oh man! I love it when you can get that real. Yeah, that's surprise into wrestling. It's great. Yeah, he, he had a lot of like a lot of his friends had bought tickets because um he was a title match for him. So it was like the biggest spot he'd been on the card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You go and watch your mates. Yeah. Um, so as I say, like how how else do you get a better real reaction? And by like, not telling him. Yeah. Oh mate, that's dirty as fuck. I, I love, love it. it. It's so good. <laughs> Uh, when like it's out, it, the target have put the the video on their YouTube. Um, if you look at the finish after after the three count, one of the first things he does does is look down at me and was like, "Shit!" <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> But, up. Like, <laughs> it, it, like the way that the match went it was like the icing on the cake and like it was perfect like it's probably one of the the best all-round matches that i've had because it, it told a good story it, it built everything the fans were into all of it and yeah like i needed to make luke look like a main eventer mm. and he'd come yeah. away looking like a main eventer and then you're you're fighting him this weekend aren't you and it's two yeah. out of three falls man. three falls and i hope he's not going to shaft me like that <laughs> 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 I'll be going out before tomorrow, so don't give don't give spoilers away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't do a CM Punk. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's lovely. Yeah, I'll have to find that. I, I love real moments like that. Oh yeah, absolutely. And that, as I said, that's that's like probably the best the best stuff that I've done. I don't think I've ever won. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, but I like, I'd say, at the end of the day, it's not real. If you're gonna, if you're gonna cause a carry on about winning and losing, then you don't understand professional wrestling. Yeah. yeah. And I do, I do think a lot of people don't get it, and even a lot of the good wrestlers don't get it. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm very, very picky, and like, I've been doing like match critiques and stuff for for people. Um, and the amount of times where I give the feedback and the reply is, I didn't even think of that. That's like, I'd, I'm, or I've never been taught that. And it's just, it's like stuff that, like everyday stuff for me, but you don't know what other people teach and other people don't. Um, at the end of the day, there's no right or wrong way in wrestling as long as it's safe. Yeah. But there are ways to get more out of stuff. Mm. And it's learning that. Um, and you give like an example of that. Like, so you're saying like a critique you give that they'd be like, oh, I didn't think of that. Like, um, that would be an example. Something like, um, some basic, like somebody who does, um, say the finishing move is um, an RKO, but then like the set move will be. Um, a, a backcracker or something, a backstabber, and it's like, well, why? That doesn't make any sense. Why, like, uh, I used to use it. I used to use RKO as my finish, and all my all my offense they took front bumps. Yeah. So uh, I do I do work a crossroads, which I was doing a long time before Cody Rhodes was doing. Um, <laughs> In fact, I call it I call it a roll of the dice after Reno from WCW. Nice. I was <laughs> oh, going nice. to say, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what I call it. Um, that I do like a face first suplex. I say like all these moves all led to it. Um, sure. But then even even somewhat simple like um, so the international sport headlock send off the rope tackle then do you know what I mean it leads to a hip toss but put the headlock on the amount of people that when they get backed into the rope they let go of the headlock and put their arm on the top rope and then get sent off and that makes no sense because if you if I've backed you to the rope and you've let go of the headlock well I'm just going to walk off yeah okay because yeah. you let go of the headlock like like these little things like I, it stands out a lot for me and uh, I see it on Raw it, it, <laughs> like, now, now that see, now, you'll see it more. I don't know what you mean. It's like um what's the term when you believing in something. Sorry, I'm, oh, it's, I'm having... it's 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 suspension, suspension disbelief. It helps with yeah. suspension disbelief. Because yeah. yeah. that's the thing. Everything everything's gotta be valid enough to get yeah, away like, with. Like you yes. said before, it has to make sense. Yeah. Yes. Um if your like, if your finisher is a back move, why have you been working their front all evening? Yeah, yeah. And like I do understand that the the idea of the finisher is well, it doesn't matter because he hits that and that's it. Well, that's that's a stretch for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. But like, like uh, I was playing a match with somebody once. Um. And I said, like, he was telling us some of like what he was his spot was. And I says, well, why did you do that? And he went, um, uh, uh. And I was like, well, you, <laughs> you had no reason for it. It's just something that you do. If you don't know why you do it, why are you doing it? Yeah. Like yeah. it, it, the amount of people that have says, why do you do that? And they've given us a stretched excuse or reason. At least it's a reason. <laughs> I can, I can, okay, it's a thing. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. But... You know what I mean? Is it, it's, it's better than going, uh, I don't know. It's just that uh, I thought it looked good. I thought it looked cool. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Um, I wrestled at Discovery. I wrestled uh, Gene Money when he was doing his uh, Mundertaker character. So, <laughs> so we were coming up with the match, and like before anything, I says to him, "I says uh, I'm not bumping for you. No, you're not bumping for me. Sorry, because." If he's got a, an Undertaker-type character, people want to see him do Undertaker-type stuff. Mm-hmm. Yes. And me bumping him around 
didn't make any sense. Why, people didn't want to see me bump him around. People wanted to see him do Undertaker's stuff on me. Yeah. So that's what they did. Yeah. <laughs> and, and like, don't get us wrong, I, I still had control of the match where I, I was putting heat on him, but he didn't bump. You, you can beat somebody up without making them bump. <laughs> this is this is eye-opening. I think we need to get him back for a secondary uh, visit. I'm loving that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm, like, my, my, my eyes are being held open like in fucking Clockwork Orange. It's... I, had, I, had match, I had a match with uh, DCT, um, and we like the way we planned the match was no bumping. And we had no bump in the whole match, and nobody like realised. Like, don't get us wrong. It, it included it included a spill to the outside. It included a, a top rope axe handle smash. All sorts. Do you just do those things though to like to entertain yourself? Well, the way like the reason why me and DCT did it was because it was a test. Yeah, to see if you could put yeah. a match together without. Yeah. yeah, and it's pretty difficult. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's something that we, we now can do. Um, Again, it's also like an extra string to your bow, then, though, isn't yeah. it? It's like I can I can put a, I put a, a, you know an eight minute yeah. match together. Yeah, and and like the way I've always wrestled is um, I can do pretty much a bit of everything because um, it doesn't matter who I'm going to be in the ring with. Um, as I say, I've wrestled Roderick Strong, Paul London, Ricochet, Jeff Cobb, Doug Williams. I mean, Tommy End, like the list goes on. Chris Masters. Um, oh, wow. I, I was I was Pete Williams' first match in this country. Um, nice. But my character stayed the same. Mm-hmm. And like you can you can watch any of the matches back on uh, these videos, and as long as it's when I'm a heel, you'll go, yeah, that's a shady match. But it's like totally different because it's a different person that I'm on with, um, and that's just that's, knowing my character. That's amazing. That's like that's incredibly quite like weirdly profound what you've just said there. It is. It's, it's wow. Yeah. And, and that's like people complain about John Cena only having his handful of moves, but that's how you know it's John Cena. Yeah. Um, I only have a handful of moves, but then I use them like sparingly in the match so that the no. Um, I normally do a spot where I'm in the corner, they charge in, I'll roll out the way, hit them with double knees, and I used to do a first first suplex, but now I do a slide and then come back with a clothesline. But against Luke, I did the double knees, slid out, and when I come back, he hits with a super kick, and people just lost the shit because they just thought I was going to hit the clothesline like I always do. But that's him, like, knowing your mm. moves as well, isn't it? You see, this, this was the thing that I really have only just discovered about, like, indie wrestling is that there are, there are continuing stories there are overlying yeah. story arcs and stuff and i just literally thought you're in a church hall load of big men come in slap me if 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 these if the fans come every every month they see what i do yes that's that this is the thing that i was just like yeah. we need to buy tickets for all of these yeah people, people think that wrestling storytelling is a feud between two wrestlers um being a wrestler, you're telling a story. Whether whether you you're just having a random one-off match, which your story can be um, the match between you and your opponent, but you're also telling the story of you as an overall character. Yes. Um, and like going back to the Paul London winning the title story is every time that I had a cheap finish, um, when it came to the London match, uh, he kicked out of all of them. So none of them worked. Yeah, you hadn't put the effort in. Yeah. So it was like if you'd followed it the whole time. There was a big story. If you'd only just watched that match, the story was still there. I said it's a thing that I didn't think existed until uh, we we saw like two, three of these things in a row, and we were like, 
they have you have underlying stories you have mm. uh these story arcs you have these things and it is it's really great to see because you tell them you have to sort of do it month on month because you you know yeah. um you don't have the tv and stuff so no but now you've got twitter and stuff as well so you can do these yeah. things over that and you can you can trash talk each other and, and you know all that sort of jazz and stuff but yeah i it, it was i think morecambe was the one where it became very apparent because morecambe had been dead for so long because of yeah. covid and stuff but when people came out everyone in this crowd knew who they were apart from us three we was in there going hello <laughs> yes hello we're not from here yeah um not made to feel alienated absolutely loved it we're going back again and i think we're doing the blackpool one as well when yeah it's become available for that yeah um well i went I, the, the storytelling one just picking up joe i went to to catch this weekend and like I it really could. it really did take me aback the storytelling aspect so we we went to catch two and then uh women the women's wrestling was really highlighted and absolutely loved that and it wasn't like token gesture like yeah. they had a whole women's tournament which then led to a fatal four-way from the four winners yeah. and they had a match and i love that and then yeah i went to this show and i was like okay there's random matches but you had um charles Cohen, i can't think he's called he comes out and he's got this whole like extravagant gimmick and he does an open challenge yeah and i was like oh i remember that from the first show he did that at that show as well so that's a catch thing yeah uh you had isaiah quinn coming out with his um uh, tom thelwell which yeah. happened in the first show and then stuff that happened within the women's tournament was like brought into all the storytelling yeah. throughout the show so it kept happening like little bits and the show ended with a cliffhanger that then sets up the women's title for the next show and i was like this is amazing like i i feel like rewarded that i went to the last show and now yeah. i want to come to the next show to see yeah. where this goes and i love that and, and that's like that right there is what a lot of people forget that's 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 what our job is. Our job is to get you to come back next month. Yeah. It's 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 not having a really good wrestling match. That's that's what we should do to get you to come back. <laughs> like I say, people people think think professional wrestling is about having wrestling matches, and it's not. <laughs> um, entertaining your audience. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that doesn't even have to be wrestling, as far as I'm no, concerned. No, no. Um, I can't remember the lad you mean, but I know who you mean. The guy with the top hat, and he comes out to like Charles carnival Crowley. music. That's the fella. Yeah, I knew it was some sort of um, Alistair Crowley ripoff. Um, yeah. I was like, oh, he's going to be a knobhead, right? Because he came out. And then when I've seen him do other bits and pieces on Twitter and stuff, and I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll go and watch stuff that he's in. I like him. He's a good wrestler, but he's also a shit house good heel. That's it. Sell yourself to me. I'll go and watch you at the end of the earth, mate. Yeah. Within, within, within reason at weekends, cash permitting. <laughs> But yeah, that's that's what wrestling's about. It's like, uh, and the other thing is, there's so many wrestlers and promotions that forget that the, the target everything for for wrestling fans. And, wrestling fans are idiots, mate. But the other thing <laughs> is, wrestling, wrestling's a, a niche market. So why would you target the niche market when, if you target for the general public, <laughs> you've got more people to buy tickets? That's right, good. I've 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 spoken so much about the, the the shows we've gone and watched that my mum's like, Can I come with us? And I was like, You can come to Morkham. I don't think you could survive catch, to be honest. <laughs> Oh yeah, when I was like, oh, family friendly show, Lizzie yeah. Evil kicked yeah. it off, walked out, the music scratched, Jurgen Klopp comes on the screen playing a guitar, and she comes out singing "You'll Never Walk Alone," and then she drops, <laughs> just keeps calling everyone yeah. many swear words. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm like, okay, <laughs> but I love her. She should have had ear protectors on anyway. Like she plays into that crowd. Yeah. 
Again, is it not like part of knowing where you are and you know it's drawing local heat, isn't it? Isn't that what it's what it's yeah. what it's called? I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, on that, do you like? So you mentioned about like knowing your character. Like when you go from like one promotion to another, like within the same time frame, do you maintain the character between promotions? Um, no, but it's it's the same character, but um, it's fresher because you don't have the backstory from the other work so you have to almost start again um because i know like when i was first at discovery and i come out with my hair wrestling t-shirt fantasy t-shirt they were they were like well why does he hate it and and then uh, everybody kind of realized why by the end <laughs> um, <laughs> and yeah like even even the like discovery my, my, the first time i was up there i was in a rumble um and i was in the rumble longer than anybody else um and i didn't even like i didn't go over i didn't even last to the last four or five but my job was there was a lot of less experienced people in the rumble so i looked after them i got them to do their stuff yeah because as i say my my character is the same I don't, I don't have to do anything to be a dickhead <laughs> 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 no, it's the easiest option to take. It's the path of least resistance for me. <laughs> and like, like my my normal face looks miserable, so it's like no work at all for me to put that on. <laughs> Love that. Just, just go go to your strengths. Like uh, yeah. I was a face for years in Carlisle. Um, and like I had I had matches with like Chris Masters, Roddy, um, Al Snow, um, and Savior of Children, Al Snow. Uh, like Al Snow is my favorite wrestler ever. I fucking love Al Snow. I've always um, loved Al Snow. But when I heard that story of the week that we didn't include in the yeah. in the news, John, um, <laughs> about him rescuing a child from being dragged yeah. out to sea by, by Neptune. Yeah. I have COVID. Leave me alone. All right, yeah. fine. It's fine. I'll leave you be. But yeah, well, I, I had told I had told my brother that like if I ever wrestled Al Snow, like if he says I'm shit, I'm just jacking in. That's me done. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so this this match gets booked. And like I spent a bit of that time with Al, and like I says, look, says I don't, I don't normally do this with wrestlers, but like you're my favorite wrestler. I've got, and he went, sorry about that. <laughs> so, so, so we had the match. Um, finished, finished the match. Went backstage, went backstage, and he says, I says, uh, oh, how was it? And he was like, yeah, it was good. And that was it. Yes, that's an A plus <laughs> in Al Al Snow's book. Yeah. <laughs> so, so he was he was on a target show the, the following day as well. So basically, I cornered him and went, uh, "Look, tell us something that I did wrong." <laughs> and, Look at you and going all schoolgirl on him. <laughs> <laughs> He uh, he gave us he gave us some tips. He says like there was there was only one thing, and he told us what it was. And he says, but it happened in the same match in the match that he had that night as well. So it's not like I was the first person to do it. So <laughs> could be a translation issue or something. Yeah, yeah. It was it was just uh, well, what it was was a timing on selling on the comeback, and that okay. was it. He he, he said that I had uh, sold too much rather than like more being bump sell feed bump sell feed. I was taking too long to feed back up. And do you know what I mean? That it's just one of those things. Yeah. Well. Yeah. So, so then uh, when I turned heel, um, every point onwards, I followed Al Stowe's advice. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, uh, I was in a tag match, and then my my partner was um, Medallion, who was a heel at this point, but everybody loved him. So he came to be my tag partner. As, as I'm a face, he came out um, and we won the match. And then as we celebrated, I hit the RKO on him and then hit him with a chair shot. And then I, I got on the mic and I cut a promo saying, look, say, look, we're in Carlisle. I'm wrestling. I'm from Carlisle. We're wrestling these people from the telly. And you're cheering the people from the telly rather than me who's here every month. 
Me, your and, local hero. Yeah. yeah, and that's that's why I became so jaded. Oh, mate, that's oh, good, nice. man. Oh, yeah. Man. And then, like, it, it's just basic. It's simple. You say that, but you get it. But when, no, I, no, watch, I, when I watch WWE, I go, who's in charge of this? Not wrestling <laughs> people. You know what I mean? Yeah, and this goes to this, like, when I was saying about with Roderick Strong. Like, I know what I'm doing. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, and the thing with wrestling is if John Cena tells you that this is how you do something, and then Okada says, no, this is how you do something, neither of them's wrong. It just depends how you want to put yourself over. Yeah. Mm, yeah. yeah. They, you, can't, you, you can't deny that. No, 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 no. There's, it's, it's a very, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Because, because there's so many ways that you can interpret being a wrestler, my ones always cover as many bases as possible. We all the things to all the people all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Do you prefer being a, a heel or a face then? Because I watched, uh, I watched your Spud video that you put on yesterday. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm right. Did you say that was your first match as a heel? Yeah. So for, like... for a long time, there was, yeah, there was quite like maybe a decade of me as a face before that. <laughs> but I yeah. I can't imagine I mean... you as a face. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like, uh, I get, I, I'm a better heel because I understand being a face now. If that makes sense, yeah, I, I know, I know what I need. I need the face to do to be a better heel, and yeah. to and in turn make them a better face. <laughs> so yeah, uh, like, it makes sense. It does make sense. You need to know what what is good for you can be bad. Yeah. yeah. Um. And as I say, the more the more I do my things, the better the face looks, which is my end goal. Because regardless of the finish, if I make that face look ten times better than he is, then win or lose, I look better. Yeah. I mean, ladies and gentlemen, I think we've just hit fucking wrestling on the head there, haven't we? Yeah, I really think we have. Talk. Win or lose, as long as you make the other person look good, no one comes out of that bad. Yeah, yeah. And like this, it goes back to uh, a Chris Jericho, Jake the Snake argument. Um, Chris Jericho always said about putting on a good match, like working together to make each other look good. Um, but Jake the Snake always said, argued that he was wrong because you should just make yourself look good. Mm. And maybe worked in the 80s, but it doesn't. It, people want to have good matches. They want. They want to see. Fans want to see good matches. They want to see good characters. Yeah. Um, yes. If you look at, I, I, I literally went back and tried to watch Royal Rumbles from the start. <laughs> oh yeah. So, it's wa- unwatchable until about, about <laughs> until about ten. It's unwatchable because it's just random fat men running into the ring. Yeah. Um, and they're all just out there to do their own thing, and there's no cohesiveness. There's no fun in it. Yeah. Like Jake the Snake, he's had a difficult life. So, but also back then, I think it probably was like that. It was you would you would tread on the neck of your grandmother to progress yourself further up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and like I often I often do think that it's been detrimental to to my career that I've had the attitude of I want my opponent to look good because I have less to sell to to the fans. Because yeah. I, I don't have a, a fancy highlight video of me doing three hundred backflips, but. I can make you want to see that guy that does 300 backflips not lose if he's against yeah. me. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right, man. You're right. And that's <laughs> like like the ultimate sacrifice, isn't it, really? Yeah, and like I say, I'm, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm 38 years old. I've got three kids. I'm, I, I know what I'm doing. I don't need to kill myself. Every night, <laughs> and, yeah. And you know what I mean? I, I, I love wrestling. 
And but, Alice, just... we're going up to Carlisle, mate. Yeah, <laughs> we're going to Carlisle, and we're going to be wearing our biggest uh, "I hate wrestling fans" t-shirts. <laughs> we're going to make our own. We're not buying them off this guy. <laughs> 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 well, no, let's let's let's. Yeah, we're going to do it. Oh, we're going to come up see you. Oh, I mean, I, 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 I literally, talking. I literally want to sit in a room with you, uh, put a microphone on you, and just leave you talking for about eight hours. <laughs> to be honest, right? Because I'm enjoying this so much, but also we only have so much time yeah, on podcasts really do I, I only started doing podcasts when COVID was locked down and yeah. I thought I want to I want to keep doing stuff and that's, that's why I started doing my YouTube video so, so I still had something to put out rather than constantly sharing YouTube links all the time yeah, at least yeah. it was something fresh that I put out Um, because I've always thought who wants to listen to me talk about wrestling? <laughs> but, <laughs> me now, <laughs> mate. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, like I, I like I want wrestling to be as good as it can because it's better for everybody. <laughs> it's better for yeah. for the wrestling companies because they make more money. It's better for the fan for the fans because they've got better wrestling to watch. It's better for the wrestlers because it's going to be safer and better matches, better like more fans to sell merch to, more shows to get bookings, more exposure. And that's, you know I mean, that's that's why I do half of what I do on social media, just to help. Yeah. And I'm not even a particularly nice person. You've broke your, your uh, heel persona tonight. <laughs> so much. I'm, in, I'm especially enjoying this plate of meringues you've sent to my house somehow. <laughs> <laughs> This one smells like tangerines. How have you got into a meringue? I don't know. No, man. It's been... Um, Ellis, please book this man in for a second show or um, like just what? a separate <laughs> thing where we just talk to him for hours on end or we just go around his house and eat his meringues and he t- he tells us about everything he's ever done because I'm fucking hooked, mate. Sorry. What, what, when when we did... Uh, when we had Isaiah Quinn on, the thing I learned afterwards when I like put the new pod post up was I should have... T- notes when he was talking because I did I wanted to highlight people and promotions he talked about and and that so I was like I'm gonna do that now and it's just started off talking about yeah this person this person and then at the end it just goes in capital letters knows wrestling love the passion <laughs> yeah get him again <laughs> that's that's the end of my notes so it's like loving the passion you're talking with and that's that's beautiful and that's like beautiful. when we started when we started on shows there was there was no chance of anybody getting signed to WWE there was no I say there was no real internet yeah it was just wrestling in front of 20 people in a dodgy bar somewhere <laughs> but it's like we've always wanted to be wrestlers yeah man no I, I really I really get that fucking thing from you of just like, I love I've, it I've, I've always it. wanted to do this and this is what I do and I love yeah, that and I, I fucking love you for it man I really we, do we went, we went from Carlisle to Portsmouth on a train and didn't get paid for a show <laughs> we just did it for because it was FWA Academy, it was links everywhere. And mate, I'm in a punk band. I've traveled further for less money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've had to go there and pay them 10 quid for a fucking bass amp. Yeah. I mean, I think the story you said about it, to be Luke... fair, it, it, it was in Portsmouth, so I didn't risk my life. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was a big sign outside that club that we played in that said Evolve and I was like what's going on here then is this like Saturday night everyone gets webbed feet I don't know <laughs> 
know. Yeah. That, honestly, I love this. I mean, when we did the first one with Zai Queen, I really appreciate it. Now, we got a lot of great feedback when we did that one, and we yeah. weren't doing it for feedback. It's literally like, we want to know more about this scene. Okay. I think I think, I think, think it was yourself, like you said, that you quite enjoyed it because you could tell it was people who didn't know anything about it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Learning I'm about idiot. it. I've always admitted I'm a fucking I idiot. I'm like I was taking the piss because... No, I, we appreciated that. You just no, we did. Watching it through fresh eyes, you know what I mean? I've, I've, I've seen all sorts seeing you hearing you discover the scene for the first time you get to see people that you like and go hey I want to see him again yeah you know, it's 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 genuine it's not oh I've seen him a million times on tapes or whatever oh I know I know his stuff it, it's going to be another one of his matches and there's like a lot of times where you will see that you'll you'll go to matches and go go to shows and go I feel like I've, I've watched this match <laughs> And that's, you know I mean, it's not, it's not wrong, but you know I mean, depending on how much wrestling you take in, it, you know I mean, it's, it's how fresh. I've got, I've got very much tuned into, uh, like you said, uh, there's, there's very, very small little matches that happen uh, in Bolton near me and in Bury near me. Um, they haven't got any going on at the moment, but I'm, I'm on board for them when they do happen and for the six pounds entrance fee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can't complain. I'll go and watch it. Like I said, it's, it's an afternoon, isn't it? It's good yeah. fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, thanks for joining us. And <laughs> thanks, thanks for that. Thanks, for, thanks for joining us. And generally, I think there's more to uncover with yourself as well, and having you on, if you would ever want yeah, to come I'd, back I'd on love to, come to us again. Yeah. Um, but Joe, I, I do agree. Like, I, I would freaking schedule calendars <laughs> and stuff. I would, I would. I'm sold on going to Carlisle now to go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I literally just had a, literally just had a text off someone going, "Are you going to that cat show?" And they're coming from Scotland to come and watch it. So there you go. Yeah, <laughs> stay at my house but that, that, yeah, don't, eat, don't eat my food <laughs> you see the same people as well i've noticed that yeah people again the same people that are there to love it man yeah. It, so. yeah thank you for our this is the ongoing journey we're going to be doing and every now and again we'll be um, um, Mr. Natras will be back because I have so many more questions to ask. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, there's more. <laughs> yeah. Thank, thank you so much for joining us. Really. Uh, everyone, thank you. Thank you.